When I record podcasts, I like to stay hydrated. Who knew talking could be so hard? My favorite drink to have to hand is Lifeline's Hydro OG. It's a tried and tested product for me. It helped me and my team complete a 24-hour podcast, giving us the edge that we needed to get over the finish line. So whether you're at the gym, on a bike ride, or just trying to get over that night before, Lifeline's Hydro OG has got your back. Each serving is stocked with all the healthy ingredients and vitamins you could ask for. There are a great range of flavors, and with each serving at only 18 calories, you really can't go wrong. Here at the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast, we like to support local, independent companies and brands, and Lifelines is a product that I am proud to endorse. Go to lifelines.com. Now that's L-Y-F-E-L-I-N-E-Z.com to find out more. Now, without further ado, here is today's episode. All right, guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Uh, recording another little monologue before the show uh, that we uh, we recorded with uh, with Amanda Jones and the guys from uh, Shropshire Supports Refugees. We took a microphone around um, around the town square and we spoke to a few people about uh, their thoughts and feelings on, on uh, the refugee situation and uh, all about kind of like life being precious, you know, because that's the most important thing, isn't it? But before we get into that, uh, I'm going to catch up and catch up with Verity. How are you, Verity? You good? Hi, I'm all right. Sorry, that was my little poochie barking. Dogs are allowed. Dogs are allowed <laughs> on the biscuit. I always said that. Dog, dog friendly <laughs> environment. Excellent. He'll be thrilled. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm doing all right. Thank you. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. It's been a busy week. Busy old week. Um, non-stop. I've had some great, great, great things happen this week. Some terrible, terrible, terrible things happen this week. But uh, oh my goodness, what a roller coaster! I know. I know. Um, I, had a, I didn't have a car accident, but I had a thing in my car. It's, it's really ironic because um, the day before, I got my tyres changed, right? got my tyres changed. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day, I'm driving down that road towards the BP garage by the laundrette uh, by yeah. meal. Uh, and this, there's like cars, and the, oh, there's always cars on the side there. And this work, workman flatbed lorry came towards me. And he was like right in the middle of the road. And I thought, oh my God, he's going to go into me. So I kind of swerved left, hit the curb at 30 mile an hour and it exploded. Bam! My tire did. And oh, then I had, no. to, I had to sort of limp home, which is just around the corner from there. It was uh, really traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what? Bit... If, I was in a, if I was in a situation like that, I would legitimately probably just cry. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> I just remember being behind the wheel of my car going to myself i need to go home i want to go i just want to be home just want to be here yeah. i just want to go home just want to go home and there's a woman behind me screaming and shouting hurling abuse at me because i'm driving like 15 miles an hour on my rim you know on, on my alloy that? ah that's people, oh, people isn't it? um she obviously but, you know, didn't know about your trauma i know i know how how do people not automatically know about my trauma <laughs> before they meet me <laughs> that'd make life a lot easier wouldn't it yeah wouldn't it just <laughs> um so that that was that was uh, that was crazy. Um, but before um, before on uh, in the week, I uh, I went to it was actually the night before. I went to uh, Stephen Marshall's event at Highly Flammable, um, a life coaching thing. Um, he'd been planning it for such a long time. He came on the podcast to talk about it, and he invited me to come along. And Dan Reed was there for men walking and talking. Um, this was that guy's only event I told you about, Verity. Yeah, I remember you saying. How was it? 
was good. It was really good. It was all talking about. Um, it was a, again trying not to sound mis- misogynistic. It was it was a blokey envi- environment. You know, lots of uh, sort of robust language. I guess you could say <laughs> being used <laughs> uh, and. Um, all about finding your um, your inner demons, but you use the word uh, beginning with B and rhymes with um, Twitch. Yeah, your inner Twitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then visualizing um, triumph over that and uh, lots of war cry. We did a war cry. Warrior What's war cry. Ah! War cry. A- All together. Yeah, and then individually. I bet that was a powerful <laughs> moment, wasn't it? It was actually. I was. I was like, "Wow, that was. That wasn't bad at all." Because like, um, I kind of because he was teaching us how to breathe. Which, if you know, I do. I, I know how to breathe. Sure. Uh, but once, once you get into that, once you get into that zone where you're breathing and you're thinking through it, and you're visualizing those things that are holding you back, you're kind of there, then, aren't you, with it? And then when you scream at them, it's quite emotional, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, yeah, ever done have, you, have you ever like screamed off the top of a mountain? Ah! No, do you know what? I've I have walked through. I live next to a woodland. I have walked through the wood, and me and a friend have just gone. Let's just scream it out. Let's scream it out. So hopefully there wasn't anyone nearby because uh, it's, uh, there's lots of walkers and bikers in there all the time. But I have done a little bit of screaming. It's quite cathartic. Get it all it's, out. It's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling. But anyway, scream um, I got therapy. They call it. I think scream therapy. Scream therapy and it's it's an actual thing. Oh, that sounds really yeah. interesting. Something I should look yeah. into. Um, yeah, because I feel I do feel like you need to get that energy out. I mean, um, a lot of my creativity, like there's a few things going on in the background. I'm <laughs> I'm meeting with Tom Bruno tonight actually to talk about a potential new podcast we might start. I don't know. I don't know um, because I like to make things and I feel like. I feel like because we've stopped doing Thor skin, Yusuk, Inglorious Barcelona, them kind of like shows, I feel like I'm missing the opportunity to blow off a bit of steam. If that makes right. sense. So I feel like I'm going to make something like that. But um, yeah, we we'll mean a lot of my creativity is how I blow off my, a lot of my steam. A lot of people use exercise and meditation. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, if you find stuff. something that works for you, that's um, yeah. the main thing, isn't it? Well, knowing yourself and knowing what works. I'm actually starting keep starting keto tomorrow. Well, not starting keto. I'm becoming keto. Um, okay. So tomorrow, we've done it before, and it's very yeah. successful. People talk about fad diets and how you should do uh-huh. these things, but it was something I found that was very successful for me, and I lost a lot of weight last time. So um, fall into it tomorrow. Bam, no carbs. Well, very minimal carbs. That's it. Uh, so how how do you do that? Because there are different ways of like uh, embracing the keto. Do you do it in view of like a long term, or is it a, a sh- more of a short term thing to like detoxify your body of certain things and then gradually become a you know just altered diet? Or how how do you do that? I think it's going to be, just become a way of life for us now. For yeah, yeah. Uh, we did it last time. We did it for. Oh god! At least ten months, and I lost so, wow. so much weight. There are pictures. Yeah. There are pictures of me from like last year where I was coming off the tail end of that, and I had jawline and I had no man boobs and stuff. You know, <laughs> so I was kind of like, oh, you know, I want to get back to that. You know, we're getting huge opportunities, and it's worth mentioning uh, the, the conversation we're having with, with Camp Festival at the moment because we're having yeah. this uh, 
joint conversation at the moment where you're going to be opening up a stage, aren't you? Yeah, uh, maybe so. Is that is that a definite thing? Yeah, they want us there. That they is want exciting. Us there. Yeah, I didn't realise I was chatting cool. to Rob the Bank for, <laughs> for weeks. <laughs> on it. Well, for those who don't know, Rob the Bank is one of the biggest DJs in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, With an God. email alias. Yeah. Uh, so they, they were like, uh, do you want to open up our literacy stage? And it's on the Thursday, which isn't like the day, but it's still a festival of a huge but still, magnitude. yeah. Yeah. Um, a bit of recognition, which is great. So thank you to the guys at Camp Festival. Um, I think we're getting very some tickets, and we're going to send you there, and we're going to give you some microphone, <laughs> get some interviews. Oh, you're going to have to teach me how to use it all. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you full training. Don't worry, we've got, we've got like, we've got this in the summer, so we've got plenty of time. Um, we got, we got loads, we got events between now and then that we can practice on. Don't worry. Excellent. Sounds How good. do you feel about stuff like that? What's yeah. what 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 do you mean stuff? Like being out in front of like hundreds of people and stuff. Does that does things that do things that bother you? Nah. No. Nah. I'll. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've had altered attitudes over the years, but these days I'm just, I'll embrace it, I'll do it, I'll go for it. Might be a bit nervous, it'll be fine though. Just yeah. take a breath. I'm not I'm not one to say no to many opportunities these days, so I'll just go with it, be all right. Well, uh, we've, got, we've got some great fun to, to look forward to this year. We're going to have so many adventures. I mean, already yeah. now, um, we've got uh, Kids Fest uh, in, in February... And then there is the, um, what's the thing that uh, Shropshire Festivals do? The, the Tasty Trail. The Tasty Trail, I think that happens in April. I'll get you the, the, the proper dates for that. It's nice. basically a food festival or food a meal that takes place over eight miles. So you walk to your first course and then you walk to your second course. And it's like eight <laughs> mile thing. Brilliant. Yeah, so I think we're going to get tickets to that and we're going to cover it. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be great. Take some cameras. Walking and eating. That's like guilt, guilt-free, nice food. Love it. Yeah. So like, yeah, put a bit of extra gravy on that meat because I'm going to walk it off. Don't worry. I've that. already earned it. <laughs> yeah. Unless I'm on the keto, then I'm like, yo, yo, you're going to have to hold up on the mashed potatoes. Give me some more. So give me some of that beef instead, you know. Yeah, you'll yeah. work it. Um, so yeah, we've had a great week. Um, and I've got to mention the football as well. Uh, only this season, yeah. really, we kind of really gone full in with the whole Shrewsbury Town thing. My, my wife absolutely loves the team, the community, the, the general vibes about it. Um, and we went last night and they were playing Forest Green Rovers, which are, I think, dubbed as the first full vegan football team, which is a, an absolute mind blower. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of... Uh, is lots that of, like um, an agreed diet with their, like, to do with their training regime and stuff? I have no idea, but there's, they're, they're apparently they're fully vegan, and they want to be carbon neutral as well. I think they're carbon, they're a carbon neutral team, which is great. I mean, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that is great. There's lot, lots of uh, choice language on the matter uh, in the in the football ground, uh, you, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <the> support. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the match was fantastic. We were losing throughout the whole game, one 0 right for the whole game. Yeah, I was this. in. I was in town yesterday and it was towards the end of the game that they had on, on one of the screens the the scores and it was only actually when I saw your Facebook post afterwards so I was like oh they did pull it right yeah it was like I think it was 19 minutes and they'd given six um, six minutes at a time 
and 90 plus four minutes they scores the scored the equalizer and then two minutes later they scored the winner and it, it was absolute pandemonium it was nuts I bet. me and timmy I were bet. grabbing each other and jumping up and down <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing yeah so that was a good experience and i met, oh. I met robbie savage robbie savage as well last night um do i know who robbie savage is ex-footballer he's from wrexham originally and he's quite oh, famous okay. he's he's part of the punditry team on bbc uh sport now so very famous oh, okay. got 6'2 long hair he's got a, a wrexham accent which almost sounds like scouse accent uh, i can say that because i grew up there step off sure step sure off. Oh, well, good. <laughs> um so that was really good I had a great week um and next week i'm going to be at the floro lounge interviewing simon bell about his latest book which uh, i've got to finish this weekend <laughs> um so thank you to the floral lounge for letting us come just sit upstairs this is why you're working verity i'm really sorry but this was booked weeks ago unbelievable i can't get it can't get it can't get, it. Can't get the stuff these days well <laughs> anyway um so i'm going to leave you with a bit of audio that we caught at the beginning and at the end of, of Stephen's uh, event last week. Right, we're at Highly Flammable Studios. Where else in the world would we be right now? It's like the center of my universe right now, but it's a very good place to be. And I'm with uh, a good friend of the show, Stephen Marshall, who's about to uh, about to host Lead from the Front, which is, uh, well, I'll let you explain. You explained on the podcast. Yep, so yep. What is today about? Um, today is about giving power back to men who are lost in today's society um just letting them know that there is space to grow on a constant daily basis which we all should be doing but just giving people tools tips and tricks that are gonna excel their lives in any form whichever whichever way is going to benefit them really uh, how much preparation has gone into tonight 35 years <laughs> going all out then today. This, this is a compilation of everything I've learned over the past 11 years and life experience over the past 35 years. The whole purpose of this event is tailored towards modern day man. Modern day men's problems, everything from parenting to marriages, relationships with family and just giving yourself what you need, becoming 1% better every day. We talked a lot about balance when he came on the podcast. Um, is that going to be a key feature in today's event? Balance and self-love and understanding that men have emotions. A lot of men block these emotions, so today it's all about finding them emotions and using them to the best of your ability. I think it's worth mentioning that Dan Reed, and if he's about later, I might get a chat with him. Dan Reed from Men Walking yeah. and Talking is coming today. you feel like what you do and what he does comes hand in hand? Yes, I definitely think me and Dan are right on the fence next to each other. I try and take men to the next level where Dan makes sure men don't fall below a level and I think together as a little community in Shrewsbury I think we're definitely doing the best we can for men at the moment wonderful and how, how are you speaking in front of people are you good yeah I'm alright I've spoken in front of a couple of hundred people before so this group of, of 10 to 20 men that are going to show up tonight hopefully but you never know I could choke life's life do you know what I mean we go through it so we'll see how we go we'll give you some love if you do and uh, if, if you do choke I'll make sure I get on the mic because <laughs> that'd be hilarious yes please do I would love to see that back um, and uh, we'll catch you at the end of this I want to find out how it went for you but yeah good luck tonight man. thank you thank good. you very much for coming and uh, just for the listeners I'm not going to be recording anything today might take a couple of pictures but I'm here to take part yep not necessarily for my biscuit guy stuff. I'm, I'm speaking to Steve because I've got a mic in my bag. <laughs> it just makes sense. Yeah. Good luck today, man. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for listening. 
So the event's finished now. Um, I really enjoyed it. I took a lot away from it. Took plenty of notes. How was it for you? Um, it was very exciting. And the reaction with opening up on an animalistic level was brilliant. Um, we'd done some scream therapy and I was very, very, very happy with the outcome. Yeah, I didn't get that on mic, guys. I would never do that because uh, I think it's... you probably blow your mic. <laughs> yeah, blow your mic. I screw out to give quite a bit of a bellow, to be fair, because uh, the idea of, of visualising... Um, the thing that's holding you back mm. and then screaming at it um, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a good technique quite I think empowering, yeah it's really empowering the fact that you the whole premise of tonight um, is just about understanding who you're going to be as a leader of your own life I'm not asking anybody to do anything I wouldn't do myself and I've explained that to all the gentlemen here this evening it's about understanding where you are in your life as a, as a greater grander scale and where do you want to be looking back at how far you've come and just putting the little steps in place on a daily basis, which I taught these guys tonight, which the notepads and pens were just going crazy. There was smoke coming off some guys' pens. They were writing that much. But I, I believe that I delivered exactly what I said I was going to deliver. And next time, I just hope more people can see it. This is the same thing as the boxer putting the, uh, the picture of the boxer in the mirror that he looks at every morning. Yeah, exactly like that. Just seeing who your enemy is. And uh, your enemy is exactly... It's you, but you that is constantly telling yourself you can't do something. Yeah. Brilliant. And how was the event, uh, the, the venue? Did you enjoy it? Highly, highly Flamble Studios is brilliant. The guys here are absolutely amazing. The service is just on point, and I literally can't, I can't thank them enough for what they've done. Uh, Aaron made me, uh, I think it was a flat white he made me earlier. He's a hell of a coffee maker, I've got to say. Very good bistro. <laughs> Very good bistro. <laughs> I, I think Aaron Child's in the wrong line of work with his filmmaking. Yeah. He should be making coffee. <laughs> He's laughing in the background. Well, I, I want to go against that. His filmmaking is on point, and you're going to see a lot more of him and me working together in the future. Wonderful. Wouldn't have it any other way. So, guys, um, and Stephen's going to tell you how to follow him uh, online uh, for those tips and for those um, those bits of advice that will make you a better person. Make sure you follow him. It's uh, you can find me on Instagram at Stephen Marshall Coaching. You can find me on uh, Facebook at Stephen Marshall Hyphen Coaching, and the website is StephenMarshallCoaching.com. Wonderful. I've had a great time. Thank you so much. You. We're going for a pint now, I think. I want to say uh, thank you, Stephen, for putting yourself in a position where you can change the lives of, of, of guys, you know, because, you know, I was talking with Dan Reed from Men Walking and Talking and speaking to Stephen, and I, it's, re- it's just a really nice trend to see that, that there is help out there for guys if they need it, and for women too. And I had a, a, we had this great idea of creating like a roundtable discussion um, at Highly Flammable or wherever else we want to do it, but with a couple of guys, a couple of great advocates for guys and a couple of great advocates for women and we can have this great discussion about how do we solve these problems or what are people doing? What do you reckon? Yeah. I think discussions yeah. like that are, um, well, they're just really important to be open and honest and everybody works a little bit differently, don't they? So what yeah. works for one doesn't work for all but it's always useful to get a get a sort of spectrum of how, how everyone else does it see if something like that works for me for yeah. you yeah well yeah. we'll um we'll 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 put that together and if you have any suggestions guys get in the comments we're getting lots of nice comments and emails through all week uh, lots of people want to come on the show and want to set up a, a show for this that and the other it's fantastic um 
so thank you guys for reaching out right we'll um i'll leave you with this great bit of audio amanda jones by the way is an absolute warrior and what she does for and you are too you're a warrior too dog sorry <laughs> what's the dog's name i got remy and milo remy and milo absolute legends absolute they really legends. are um, <laughs> Amanda Jones is great and this is a great bit of audio it's kind of like bursting your little bubble a little bit but not intentionally this is us uh, just trying to find a way to um, approach things in a human- humanitarian sort of way and helping people as many people as we can so hope you guys enjoy it um, but Verity I'll, I'll uh, catch you next week hope you yeah, uh, see you next time see you next time episode. enjoy this bit of audio guys peace out Right, so I'm sat in Costa Coffee right now. I did try all the independent coffee shops, um, but there is, uh, it's very busy. It's a Saturday morning, and I'm glad to see all the independent coffee shops are busy. So I've had to duck into a place I don't normally come to. So uh, today is all about um, something I feel strongly about, and I'm gonna be very unapologetic about this, and um, uh, something that needs to be talked about. one of my greatest beliefs is that human life is sacred um, and there is uh, there are a few situations happening in the world right now where human life has to be protected one way or another and one of those ways um, is by making sure that you people are safe um, sometimes you have to vacate a country to keep your family safe you know if it, you know put yourself in a situation where there are bombs dropping on your kids school your house is being shot at um, there are uh, militia outside that are harassing women, um, shooting people, um, and, and causing havoc. I mean, you wouldn't want to be in that situation. So today, um, uh, I'm going to be speaking to Amanda Jones. Um, I think as a, as a direct and peaceful response to the issue that went down with a, a hotel in town um, that, were, that were housing refugees, um, a few weeks ago, uh, there was a, there was an issue um, where there was a bomb scare. There was a bomb scare, and I was I think um, because people didn't agree with how um, refugees were being housed. What happened at that hotel was um, completely disrespectful, uh, and today's event and what is happening is a way of saying these are human beings, and they they're, they're one, as wonderful as the human beings here, and they deserve to be protected. Um, so uh, we're in a town square, uh, we'll, we, we will be in a bit, and I'll be speaking to Amanda Jones and refugees. These people have been through an ordeal just to make sure they keep their family safe. And there's a good film to watch, I recommend um, The Swimmer, which is on Netflix. Um, it's about uh, two Syrian girls, one of them has dreams of becoming an Olympic swimmer, and of course everything kicks off in Syria and they have to, they have to run for their lives. Uh, Please watch that film. It's it's. It, I mean, it's quite harrowing in places, but it's, de- it's definitely very, um, very good way of telling their story. Right. Okay. So I'm going to enjoy a coffee. I can see across uh, from Costa here to, into the square. They're just setting up. I'm a little bit early, 
uh, and we're gonna take our microphones and speak to people. All right, cool, let's do this. So we're in the town square and um, everything's put up, put up. There, there's a marquee here and Amnesty International are here as well at the same time. Was that planned? No. Yeah, down by the Put that in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, no, I just walked past them on the way to the square. They're out there as well. They're um, signing letters. It's just down by the Unitarian Church. Oh, yeah. okay. So okay. you walk past them and then you come to the square and here we are in our full glory. Big red gazebo. Can't I did, miss us. I did a bit of a monologue before this talking about how... Um, despite what people may think about the world and their geopolitical uh, stances on things, life is sacred, right? Life is sacred, and that's the most important thing. It should be. Absolutely. And actually, I'm quite a spiritual little person deep down. We're all exactly the same. We're all one energy. It's a science. It's Look it up. The science of energy. <laughs> the science <laughs> um, of energy. We're just, like we're, we're just collections of molecules and atoms that are kept together in the form of a body for a short period of time. Yeah. And that's how I see everybody. So I don't care where they're from. If they need our help, they, they can have it. A lot's happened with uh, Shropshire Supports Refugees since the last time we spoke properly. Um, oh, yes. You've, you've had a bit of funding. We had a pandemic. We had... Uh, war. We've yeah. had so much going on, and you've uh, yeah. you've made your stance pretty well. I, I have think. really tried my best. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've just got to really be true to what's in your core, haven't you? And try and stay focused because there's so much distraction. There's literally so many things have changed, haven't they? Just, yes. Just yes. living. <laughs> Living in general has become stressful for everybody. The cost of living has made everything difficult. Health has made things difficult. But on top of that, you've got these wars that are happening and over 100 million people kicked out of their homes because of it and living in camps or having to come to countries and start again. And there's, um, you know, I think the only thing that we can all do is our best, isn't it? To try and make things a little bit easier for everybody else. Yes, uh, and I looked up the definition for refugee the other day. Um, it's on my phone somewhere, and I think it just explains that uh, when one has to has to flee their country to save their lives, yeah. everyone's something like that. And yeah. I feel like that's the most important thing we should be focusing on is that you know if we were in their position in a refugee's position where bombs were being dropped on the local school mm. there were a militia out in the streets harassing people shooting people arresting people in those situations we'd all want to get out of there we'd all want to do what's best for our family right yeah you put your children family first and that's what a lot of these guys have done so you know women and children have left ukraine we've got men coming over here in boats because there's no other legal way for them to get here and they're coming ahead of their families so that they can bring them here to keep them safe and give them a life that we all deserve. So it's the same across the board. You know, Syrian families, when they came over, they just wanted to keep their kids, give them a chance to have an education and a life. You know, everybody would do that. Everybody. Um, there's a bit of a stigma and a bit of a, a difference in the way people... So you, we talk about the refugees from Ukraine and we talk about the refugees from Syria. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, God bless the people from Ukraine. And then when they speak about Syrians and the way they come over, there's a bit of a difference in the dialogue and yeah. the way people react to them. Especially the ones that come over by the routes that are deemed as not legal now. You know, when the Syrians came, the biggest shock was the culture. Um, but people were generally polite and, you know, tried the best. Um, then, you know, we had the Afghans and because that was a popular cause with the government, everybody welcomed them with open arms. We had 1,900 phone calls in one week, people offering um, support in lots of different ways. And then we helped those guys best we could um, because they're, you know, completely covered by 
Telfa Dumukin's resettlement team and the, um, the volunteers that go in there. So we helped those guys, um, but we never came across the kind of racism that the guys in the hotel have received. And when the, when the Ukrainians came, you could, you could see you know, flags hanging out of the windows. And yeah. for me, everyone's the same, but we, like, you know, we now have a facility where Ukrainians are able to help people who aren't the popular refugees. You know? yeah. So it's, we're, we're finding our way around the system anyway. Yeah, uh, we're dealing with a rhetoric that, that keeps showing its ugly head and I don't want to keep focusing on that because I want to try and be as positive as we can. You have to have a balanced look don't you? You do yeah. and uh, you know we talk about the hotel I didn't mention the name of the hotel just in case there are any implications or any mm. any problems from the back of this this podcast um, but there was there were there was some serious threats made there were there were issues that I mentioned the bomb threat at the beginning of the mm. of the podcast um, there, there, are, there are problems there that you know could offer threat to life and it's, it's yeah. understand like when someone comes from a war zone and they enter another war zone of a different kind, it must yeah. be so traumatising. Oh, it's horrible for them. They couldn't believe it when I told them that there were people in this town who were afraid of them and who were afraid of what they might do to their women and children. I mean, I showed them all of the support they have as well, so they don't think that Shropshire hates them anymore. They did, but they don't now. They realise that it was just like a handful of people that have no logical reason for being horrible to them and don't know them. And if they met them, they would really like them. They're lovely guys in there. Um, my shoes we did a really good story yes they did and that yes, was really um, worth looking into because i think they did a really nice balanced story about why people come why they don't stay in the places that they come through um and and why they what their aspirations are why they're here so look that up and god bless katie rank for doing yeah, that because yeah. it was a great it was a great article and she got so much hate for that lots of support as well though yeah yeah and more support and that's the thing i'm trying to highlight to everybody that there's a tiny, tiny percentage of this Shropshire, of this country, a tiny percentage of the country that passionately hates refugees and migrants. <laughs> or they might like some, but not all. But most of the people in this country, rightfully so, are fairly indifferent. They just want to get on with their lives. They don't care who's living next door to them. They treat everyone the same. And that's the fact. Then you've got this small percentage of people in the county, like myself and the 3,700 people in my support group, who really want to help, really, really want to help. So it's like you've got the two ends of the extreme and then you've got in the middle and everything in between, like a sliding scale of how active people want to be. But, you know, the reason why we've come to the square today is just to put the message out that, you know, this isn't a hateful town, it isn't a hateful county. And um, that as much as there has been some people being quite vocal about not wanting the guys in the hotel there, that actually this is a kind of response to that, really. Well, we do want them there, so... Yeah, it's a, it's a show of community. <laughs> it's a show of community, and that's that's the most important yeah. thing. And I, I, I support what you're doing. Thank you. I absolutely support the help for the refugees as much as I support help for the homeless, as much as the help for, uh, yeah. help for the people that are in adverse uh, positions. anyone who needs anything, If you need it? help, it's there and it's available. And, you know, if there isn't much help there for a particular thing, then maybe it's something we can look at. But it's it's one of those things where human life, again, is precious. It doesn't yeah. matter where it comes from, you know. I think we're very lucky in this town because we've got so many charities that cover just about everything. Yeah. You know, we get we together, we network together, mm. we help 
help each other out. There is literally a charity for everyone. And if there isn't one, they need to let us know and we'll start it. <laughs> but I think what we also need to do alongside all of this is look at the causes. Look at the root cause of all of this pain and misery that's in, in our country, in our county and in the world. And you can't turn a blind eye to the people who are making a really bad job of running it. So let's, let's look at the root cause of why the wealth and, and healthy living is not distributed more fairly in this country and the world, full stop. Yeah, that's another issue. We could do a, a four-hour yeah. podcast on that. We could get on Rogan yeah. and talk yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah. And why have we got so many refugees? Well, let's have a little look at the war story, the war machine. Let's not do that now, mm, yeah. but go and do your research. Absolutely. Um, and uh, do you work well with other charities? Is there charities oh, that complement yeah. you guys? We've always done that. But in particular right now, I mean, every... Every time anything changes, there's a, there's a new group of um, charities that we work closely with, depending on the need, depending on the cohort, depending on what we need. So right now we're doing absolutely loads of work with sport facilities for the guys in the hotel to keep them busy, to keep their mental health well. So Energize have helped so much with that. Um, but yeah, we're here with Stand Up to Racism. They've come and just timely, you know, it, and to, to give a response, like I said, to what's been happening to those guys in the hotel. Um, we've, there's so many I can't mention and I hate to start the list because then I always miss someone out. So. Yeah, I do that all the all time. All I can say yeah. is that we're just ever, ever grateful for then the help and support. get my mum going, why didn't you thank me on the podcast, Alex? You didn't mention Alex? me. Why are you doing uh, that for? Because well. my brain's the size of a goldfish yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you feel uh, looking at all these people that are out here today supporting? Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? So much support and... Um, you know, sadly, we couldn't do a big marketing campaign about today because we didn't want to turn it into a full-scale battle, you know. We didn't want to let people organise themselves to make this an unpleasant event. This is a positive event. Yes. And also, sometimes, you know, my, my refugees and migrants that we support might come along and help us today as well. So I didn't want to expose them to potentially any clashing. So I think it's worked really well. Um, Radio Shropshire, we're going to pop something out after 11 o'clock today. So, yeah, I think it's lovely. Yeah, I think so too. And thank you so much for doing this. And I'd love to sit down properly with you for a good hour, hour and a half. Just, just, just shoot, shoot up, shoot the yeah. S H I T, yeah, and yeah. just, just, just sit and just talk what's on our mind. Because shoot the love. Shoot the love. Shoot the love. That's a good way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, we should, I'd love to do Anytime. that. Anytime. You know, you can't shut me up once to start. Um, I want to fi finish on the response with the the, the war in Ukraine because. Um, uh, when it came to donations for uh, clothing, for things that they need, uh, 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 donations of cash and people running things to Poland and back. I mean, you were quite there. You were in the epicenter of all that. Extraordinary response. Absolutely. Everyone who donates to us as a charity knows that we are going to do everything we can to make sure that the new arrivals have got what they need. And then once they've got what they need, we look to all the other cohorts that we support. And we support, we carry on supporting all refugees, migrants, and sometimes locals who need help. Um, and so they know that it isn't, you know, specific <laughs> to one nation, because we, we've been around for six years and we support anyone who is, who is um, displaced by war and, and not just war, poverty, um, persecution. You know, a lot of people have to escape their governments because if they're gay, they get murdered or... If they're a woman, they can't study, you know, just basic human rights. I mean, I'd want to leave if I couldn't find a living and I was living in a, in a country where civil disruption meant that there wasn't enough food and drink around. So they don't even have to just be displaced by war or climate change. You know, things are just going to keep getting worse around this 
globe while we go into the next couple of decades and, and all the you know things happen. Well, I was quite I was quite um, impressed actually with you know we had the World Cup yeah. in, in Qatar and. Yeah curious curious choice there it was a curious choice and I, I saw the documentary i understand all the foulness that's gone in, in to get it there but the response was a good thing to see not, yes, not a great place to be just take it lying down did, did we? we were like this isn't there were a lot of people that boycotted it there's a lot yeah. of people that were outspoken about it and yeah. some people there was i think there was talk there were cultural conversations yeah. going on you know it was a really nice thing to see yeah. the, the, the backlash was probably the positive thing yeah. from the bad thing that happened <laughs> if you know what i mean well i think what's happening is that you know certainly in this country and i think globally people are waking up they are waking up to what's actually happening the corruption that's running this world and it's less easy to hide things and it's less easy to walk away and pretend you haven't seen it and i think now we're really sort of sorting out the wheat from the chaff those that can see what's happening and those that don't want to see that's what's happening and then the ones that are doing it. <laughs> well, I think you're wonderful. I think you're doing a great job. I know you've got lots of people to speak to and lots of things Certainly to manage have. today. Um, how can people that are listening to this help Shropshire well, Supports Refugees? We have a website where you can find out how to contact us and offer any kind of support at all, whether it's your time, uh, access to your services, your businesses, discounts for refugees and migrants, donations of clothes, household goods, toys. Um, you guys got a warehouse now, haven't you? Funding. Yeah, we've got a lovely place in the riverside at the moment, but we are looking for a new home. So if anybody would like us to rent their beautiful town centre space with lots and lots of floors and loads of rooms and a shop front for free, that would be perfect. Just get in touch. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for chatting to me. And I'm, I'm going to go and try coming. and get a couple of stories. So maybe yeah, you can point yeah. out some people that have got good go stories to speak to, tell. to uh, Dave here from Stand Up to Racism. And we'll do that then. That'd Thank you. Great. Speak to you soon. Cheers. So I'm Alex. Yes, I'm sorry. from the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. Yes, Just hold that mic up to your mouth. Yeah. Get okay. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. My name. Yeah. My name is Kerimani Yakul, and uh, I live in Shrewsbury for the last 24 years. Yes. And how did you and Amanda meet? That one five years ago, when um, I remembered exactly now when I met Amanda at the train station. Six years, because she's in the back. And I met Amanda at the train station, and she was looking for an Arabic speaker to help her um, with translation with the Syrian. And uh, this is how it started it, uh, volunteering, working 24 hours 7, uh, trying to help all these Syrian people and uh, make them feel welcome in Shropshire. Yes, and Shropshire supports refugees, does a great thing, right? And helping people like, yeah. come over? Yes, of course. Uh, the way it started, it was really, really small. And the way it uh, now, at the moment, it's really amazing how bigger it is and uh, how many people uh, get benefit from uh, being um, in touch with Shropshire Support Refugees, really. It's make a, a big of change for the people here, how to look to refugees, how to look to uh, multicultural people, to the Muslim people. It's really amazing getting all people, all these cultures together. How much does it mean to uh, a refugee from Syria to come over, to have be able to speak to someone in, in Arabic? Does that mean in the world to them? Um, I don't want to, to put too much weight on myself, but I was really <laughs> nearly the only person who can speak Arabic in Shrewsbury once a time. Now we 
have some few people but when we started this I was the only person I was over the phone 24 hours 7 midnight at night uh, ringing 999 helping them emergency COVID was a huge a huge Terrible, yeah. uh, time uh, the refugees really, stu- uh, really struggled uh, they were no clue what to do their English is very limited yes I was nearly the only person who can get in touch with so it was really hard for them really but things now progressing and they're getting better in their English more independence they are driving now they are brilliant uh, so Shropshire Sports Refugees is a movement that's encouraging good things with Arabic speakers with people that help other people you know one person helps another person helps another person helps another so yeah, it grows in a positive definitely, way. definitely. I just now met a lady. She left Shrewsbury nine years ago, and she's back now a month ago. And I just met her today here, and she said, "Oh, I would love to get involved." So I stayed away, gave her the Shropshire Support Review email, and she will join us soon, really. So that's a bonus. Another Arabic speaker coming in soon. Yeah, wonderful. I think you do an amazing job, and thank, thank you, you so much for for being so helpful and and, and offering people that support. Honestly, you. You're amazing at what you do. Yeah. You've had some great opportunities working locally, right? Yeah, and and it's really important for me this, uh, first of all, as well, all the school, they know I'm helping this, the, the refugees in school so they can approach me, really. That's the and thing. that is really, really important. Yeah. From a young age to yeah. be welcomed into society in a place where, I mean, being bilingual from a young yes. age it's, yeah. very, it's very great it's yeah. cool anyway it is and also it's raising awareness as well between the school yeah. I'm sure everybody agree with me that Shrewsbury it's a very small town and they not really used to have some people from abroad or some people from different culture so it was really important to raise this awareness in school and in assembly and to encourage all uh, the students to welcome and to um, take part in helping and supporting these people who don't speak English mm-hmm. and uh, to support them in their feelings, how they feel if they can't speak their language. So it was really, really good and nice. Um, my In my son's school, um, they had a couple of Ukrainian refugees, which is really nice. And he came home and he's, he's only eight years old and he was talking yeah. about them in a very positive manner. And I was like, this is really good. I'm very happy that that's happened. What's know. really experience I noticed and watched that the, the little ones, they need to learn the Arabic or they need to learn Ukrainian and they start to use the Google, how to say good morning, how to say salamu alaikum. It was really amazing. It was really amazing how the, the children really engaging and really uh, need to learn and lead, need to explore what language you speak, what, what food you eat, why you're wearing this. Uh, it's it's really it's really amazing how they open mind at these children, these students in the classroom. And I think I feel like that's that's kind of how we tackle racism or a certain way of thinking. It's by positive teachings when they're younger, right? Yes, definitely. And having like Ukrainian or Syrian or Afghan student in your class, that's fine. This is how brought up, this is how we got used to. Or I remembered in my year one, year two, I have a, um, a student in, from Afghan or from Syria. It, it is amazing how things change in Shrewsbury since the last five, six years. It's, it's really amazing, yeah. Finally, 
Your thoughts on today? Was it? Was it feel like to see all these people out here supporting this today? Yeah, it's it's really brilliant. You know, uh, as I mentioned before, I have been here 24 years, and I've seen how things change in Shru- in Shrewsbury. In a good way. Yeah, in a very good way. I see the multicultural people, the people that are talk more to other people, and they're getting all together. It's brilliant, and I think Dave is amazing uh, standing here today and let all people getting together and just introduce to people. We all here together. We all here together yeah positive way to end that thank yes. you so much for thank chatting you. today thank you very much thank you okay so i'm alex i'm from the shoes with biscuit podcast what's your name my name's dave dave and, and i'm a member of stand up to racism stand up to um, racism how uh, out here with shropshire supports refugees all out here making some positive noise right yeah absolutely i mean we're really concerned at the moment about kind of the the rhetoric that's coming from the government which is basically blaming immigrants and refugees for all the ills in the world. I mean, it's completely ludicrous, but what it's doing is obviously stirring up the potential for hatred of people who are very vulnerable, come from awful situations and left unsupported and lo- almost like locked away in hotels without you know, uh, any support at all. So we're guiding people really about local support. Um, at the same time as sort of saying really we need we need to be sort of speaking out and saying people are welcome everybody's a human being and i'm sure if you or i was actually placed in you know a situation where there was a war happening you've got a couple of choices you kind of sign up in the army or like me you'd probably run away from it and get somewhere safe if you've got a family you've got young ones yeah. that's probably what and that yeah. is a lot of what's happening yeah. in ukraine people are like uh, you know, they don't understand that the guys are being left behind, yeah. and the, the women and the family and the children are, are the ones that's fleeing. Yeah, uh, and you may have seen that in the news, you may not have, but people are just they, they see these things and they don't understand all of it, yeah. do they? Yeah, and it's not just wars. You know, you, you look at what's happening with the climate, floods, and you know, famine. You yeah. know, it's yeah. quite right that people kind of want to want to live and have um, as good a life as they possibly can. Especially in Afghanistan where they started to change things and maybe women started getting more rights because of the things that are yeah. happening there and all of a sudden quick change, oh my god, I'm a woman, I can drive, I'm educated, I need to get out of there because I need yeah. to save my life. Yeah, I mean Great examples. obviously it's completely right that women are as equal as men and unfortunately they're not, even in this lovely place of Britain, you know, um, yeah, yeah. You know it's a male dominated society yeah. and uh, Okay. Well, we're starting to see things change, hopefully. Yeah, cool. <laughs> positive. Thank you for chatting to me and thank you for supporting no today. No problem. Take care. So, we met very briefly earlier. Yeah. I'm Alex from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Would you yeah. like to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Dave Charlton from uh, uh, Shropshire and Telford Stand Up to Racism. Uh, what is Stand Up to Racism? It's an organisation, a united front of different groups and individuals that wish to fight racism. So a range of organisations, trade unions, individuals who wish to oppose racism in various kinds and also um, groups such as the ones that have come together today, uh, such as Shropshire Supports Refugees and uh, Shropshire Ethnic Minority Alliance. We want to work with those as much as possible. So Stand Up to Racism is an organisation that um, uh, is in its own right but also works with other people and trade unions such as the Trades Council locally and so on uh, to work on various anti-racism projects and also to oppose racism when it appears on the streets uh, or in election time and so forth so over the last 10 years how do you think things have changed with racism on the whole well i think that um 
In recent times, we've seen attempts by the far right, uh, and I have to say aided by the government with their scapegoating of refugees and migrants. Um, but that has meant that there's a, a, the seeds, if you like, of uh, racism and fascism to grow within the UK, as it has done in Europe. I think it's important that organisations like Stand Up To Racism are there to oppose that as much as possible uh, and to draw people in to the organisation for street activities uh, and for uh, making sure that people know who the far right is and what they stand for and so on, as well as making sure uh, that people have the information that is correct and true about migrants and refugees rather than having the misinformation that's being spread. Yeah. So, for example, the um, contribution they make to public services, 28% uh, of all uh, GPs now are non-British nationals, 13% of the National Health Service are non-British nationals. And in addition to that, you've got award-winning authors, uh, sportsmen and women, so on cultural enrichment. Um, artists and so on who have been refugees or have come as migrants to this country, uh, they use public services and the welfare system actually significantly less uh, than the average person in the UK as well. Uh, and many refugees and migrants are young and driven and wish to contribute to this country in many different ways. Uh, and you don't travel thousands or hundreds of miles in order to claim what are quite meagre benefits. In fact, when they arrive here, refugees, they have to live on around about £8 a day. They're now going to have a very rough time in the asylum system. So what they're coming for is to work. Uh, we have labour shortages, and obviously in public services in particular, uh, and these people can fill those shortages, so they make an economic contribution as well as a cultural contribution. But what's also important is, from a humanitarian point of view, we should welcome anybody who is fleeing war, persecution, and so on, and oppression. Yeah, um, I, I'm uh, going to be speaking to Simon Bell next week, great author. Um, he writes about, he's written about the Holocaust and sure. his newest book um, talks about there's a rhetoric that keeps repeating itself over and over again, yeah. especially when it comes to sort of labelling people as inhumane yeah. and then sort of rewiring people's brains into a way that thinks about negatively about people. Sure. Uh, and, and you know, there's, it, it happened again and again and again. Well, it's dehumanisation. Yeah. So uh, migrants and refugees cease to be individuals when they're under the sort of attacks that we've seen and instead become, as I've indicated, scapegoats and so on. Uh, myths around them because their individual stories are not heard and so forth. And people, I think, very often, I mean, we've had a very good re reaction today, but people very often, once they hear stories, even if initially they're resistant to the arguments we're putting forward, once they hear the stories of what these people have been through on a human level, they can communicate with that. Yeah. But that's not the message they get, obviously, currently from the government and from organisations uh, which are, are spreading hatred or division and so on. Um, we talk about sort of rewiring or wiring people the wrong way. Have you, go, have you been able to change people's perspective the other way? Uh, maybe someone that had racist thoughts or was brought up to think a certain way sure. and actually you've actually helped them see the light a little bit. Well, I think uh, all the organisations that are here today uh, seek to do that uh, and therefore, as I say, you've got to bust some of the myths that they've been sometimes brought up with, sometimes fed by the media, sometimes fed by government or groups that are spreading hate and division. So you have to counter those myths and, and it's, that's very important work and also I think it's very important to bring them into contact with people who have been on the other end of racism 
uh, and oppression so that they can understand uh, on a human level their experiences and what they have in common and it's very important I think that we, we say to people look, what do you have in common look at the situation at the moment with cost of living and so forth uh, with people who are being underpaid for vital work such as nurses and so on what we have is people who because of their class uh, are effectively united in a common cause because ultimately at the moment they can't afford to pay their bills and that applies to everybody yeah. whoever you are uh, and obviously um, the struggle to achieve a fair and just society can only really happen if we get rid of the divisions uh, that are sown by some people so it's very important to say to people look you have you have a lot in common with these people and here's their story on a human level yeah, yeah. Uh, and here's what happens to these people uh, very often when they're the victims of racism and so on and yes I think people can be changed I've always yeah. believed people. It's can all be about changed. having a health conversation, and say like um, somebody's listening to this now, and they know someone. We, I think we all kind of know someone that's a borderline racist. I, I feel like there's, I don't know, an old relative or a yeah. friend or someone that may say things that you're like, probably shouldn't say that. Sure. How do you have a healthy conversation about that with someone? Well, I think you dismantle some of the uh, myths and stereotypes that have been paraded uh, through those sorts of arguments. So you say to people that. What, what is the basis, what is the evidence for what they have to say about these people? Yeah. And do they know these people? You know, do they understand what they've been through and so forth? And then you try and some of the facts that I, um, I, came, uh, I offered you earlier are important to talk to people like that. You need to offer them those sorts of arguments so that they understand that everybody makes a contribution to society regardless of race, ethnicity, sexuality and so on. And so um, in order to attack prejudice, I think you have to bring on a human level the stories of people uh, who experience uh, racism but you also have to say to them look there's no evidence for what you're saying this is these these are the true facts uh, this is what people bring to this society uh, and look at some of the people who are celebrated uh, in your society um, where did they come from and where did you come from yeah uh, because that's, we're all we're all migrants yeah. Yeah. ultimately you know if we go back in our family history at some point uh, the vast majority of people will find that their ancestors were migrants yeah. because of poverty or because of oppression or because of something. Well, the, uh, the famously, the 23andMe, I know you've got to go off, so we'll, 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 we'll sure. talk, but the 23andMe uh, tests that people are doing at the moment, um, they're sort of finding out her their heritage and through DNA yeah. tests and things, uh, is raising some eyebrows. And some yes. people realising that, you know, maybe in America they're cold-blooded American well actually you've got relatives from Israel or yeah. you've got relatives that are German or you've got, yeah. you know, and that's, that's quite interesting yeah. so you've got a coffee here but, um, I'm going to relieve you of your interview All right, thank team. you okay. uh, thank you so much for chatting to me All today right, that's, that's okay thank you All right, wonderful right so um, we've got some really good interviews there I've got to tell you uh, the town square's buzzing um, there's um, a couple dozen people out giving leaflets having conversations People are stopping in the streets to talk to them. Uh, and this is all about, I'm not trying to burst your hazy bubble and, and sort of aggressively sort of push this into your agenda, into your lifestyle. Just, oh, I think we should all be having healthy conversations about yeah. refugees, about immigrants, and about how how culture is created and changed and, and morphed. And, and, and that is how it, you know, it should be. We should be welcoming people, and especially when they've come from a war zone. Or, or, or adverse conditions and we shouldn't be waving our judgmental little fingers in people's faces um, I think this is a positive thing and I want to want to org organize a proper sit-down 
relaxed with cake and coffee, chat with Amanda and a couple of people from uh, a setting like this so we can have those conversations. And I would love to hear your comments as well. Um, if you have any messages of support or um, you want to get involved with Shropshire Supports Refugees or you have anything that you want to add, uh, please, um, on, the, on the link for this podcast, drop a, a comment or you can email us at shrewswithbiscuitpodcast.gmail.com. Um, this has been a great day. I've enjoyed speaking to these people. I want to say thank you for, for listening today, especially if this, this isn't your thing. And I don't know, if you, if you if maybe if we changed your mindset a little bit, I don't know. Either way, thank you for tuning in. And we'll catch you guys next time on the Shoes of Biscuit podcast. Peace out.